Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. What is the obsession with running 26.2 miles? Why, why is there this arbitrary distance so attractive? to so many runners of all levels. It's very hard to say. One thing is for sure, though, trying to do it on your own makes it all that bit harder. Today, on An Irishman Running Abroad, we will let you ask the experts the questions you need answers to when it comes to preparing for these big races. And we get their takes on the least sexy but unavoidable truths of preparing yourself for what lies ahead. Whether you're trying to break three hours or just get to the finish line, athletics icon Sonia Sullivan joins us in America from Union Athletics Club. And later on, we will have the Irish Marathon Specialist and Coach Trevor Cummins on the live line. We will go around the parishes and see what you guys have been up to over the weekend, get Sonia's tip of the week and much, much more. Uh, We're absolutely freezing here in St Albans. Let's get the most painful part of the week out of the way. What's the weather like there in (laughs) California, (laughs) Sonia? What is it like? Well, I posted up, I had a few pictures I took yesterday on my run because it was just so, I couldn't get over how blue it was out there. (laughs) Like the sky and the sea were just running into each other and... It was just gorgeous. Like I went for a really nice run along the coast, and I've been to this spot a couple of times. And um, it's amazing how quickly the time goes by. Mm. You know, I wasn't running very, I wasn't running very fast, but I was out there for an hour and a half, and the time just kind of goes along very quickly yeah, because it's just nearly you're too just surrounded nice. by <laughs> you're just surrounded by the beauty. And then at the very end, I'd seen there was a few surfers out, and yeah. I kind of did an extra little loop, and I came back, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna watch these surfers now and see how they're going and it it was fascinating to watch them like it was really big waves now the thing is that it's nice it's a great temperature for running Mm, I saw that about 12 degrees Celsius I saw the water must be freezing yeah oh the water is freezing and um, I actually went into the water I was I was kind of procrastinating about it all day yesterday to go for a stand in the sea (laughs) And eventually I went in there last night in the dark. I thought I'll have to go down here and check it out and see what it's like. And it was only 7.30 at night, but it was, it gets very dark. Mm. So I just went down to check and it was, yeah, it, it's cold. Of course it's colder at night because there's no sun. Now, and give, sun give us was, a gauge of how cold. Now, you've posted pictures of you jumping into rivers and lakes and, you know, uh, getting your ice bath in uh, streams up the mountains. How cold relative to all the cold water that you've jumped into this year was this sea? Oh, well, I mean, it's it's tolerable. It's like the Irish Sea, I suppose. OK, so you what, could like, swim what, in it. Well, I've been talking about it for the past month and I haven't yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I keep saying I, ha- I have to dive under a wave before I leave. <laughs> and no one's no one's up for doing it with you. Well, the problem is you kind of need to have someone there for witness, don't you? So. Yeah, <laughs> no one sees that it didn't happen. Absolutely. But you, you need them there at the right time of the day as well. So it has to be, you know, when you know the sun is out, you, at least when you get out of the water, you can warm up. So um, I have I have three days to do it. 
Well, it's, you know, you've obviously got a lot on the table for Union Athletics Club. Uh, it really is race season. We've got a lot to catch around the parishes, uh, including the Trim 10 miler. There's races all over Ireland at the weekend. What is the buzz like among the athletes there, though, where, you know, it's not just a bit of crack at the weekend. It, it's starting to become, you know, this thing is looming on the horizon. Is there a kind of a general excitement around that or is there any kind of nervousness in the camp? Well, there's there's always excitement when people are getting ready to run races. And, um, you know, a training camp can get a bit old after a time and it drags on a little bit. And especially when you go away to a race like we did last weekend and then you come back and you've got another block of, you know, 10 days before you go again. So um, we had a little bit of a mini, well, I suppose you could call it a break or just a, a break in the routine this weekend. And we checked out a couple of the local offerings. They have a, a very nice brewery around here, Slow San Luis Obispo Brewery, and it's got a rock behind it. And I think it's owned by an Australian. So I think the rock is supposed to be like the rock in Australia. Yeah, Ayers Rock, of course. Ayers <laughs> Rock or Uluru. So we just went there just for, you know, a bit of a change of scenery. And that was good fun. And, and it's just a nice way to bring everybody together. And were they drinking alcohol? And, uh, like, would that not be off the menu? No, it was a, it was a restaurant as well. So, okay. yeah, I mean, generally, generally, no, no. I mean, I mean, you know, it's no problem for someone to have a beer if they like, but no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a night out like, you know, we, we didn't go to the brewery. <laughs> you weren't on the <laughs> like, lash. <laughs> like, like, like many people would. Well, so, we... yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just a kind of a, a nice, I suppose you kind of pick a nice place to go and everybody meets up and it's not difficult to get to. And uh, yeah, just to see, I mean, you know, you're spending a lot of time in a place that's not your home. Hmm. So it's kind of nice to check out what's on offer around the place and you know there's there's a lot of wineries around here as well and and maybe it's it's probably as much a break for the coaches as the athletes to yeah release of, the valve a bit yeah yeah just to break out of the whole training camp sense of things and mm. you know you don't go go wild or mad but it's just kind of you just go into a different place mm. and seeing different things and experiencing what's around the place well i want to remind people that uh We've a lot more available to you, including illustrated notes. Before we get into the questions that we get in from you guys that you've submitted on Strava and directly to Podcast at gmail.com. We have these illustrated notes for each episode for our supporters with even more questions answered, advice from Sonia and much, much more dating right back to the earliest episodes, patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. But you will also this week, get early access to the first images of our team singlet and an exclusive link where you can be the first to buy the limited edition first batch of the Irishman Running Abroad team singlet. Very limited numbers to start with. They're a bit like the Nike Streak Fly runners that everybody's dying to get their hands on. Small first batch being released this week. You'll have to move fast to get them. I have a few free ones to give away. Uh, I'm giving away the first three of those to the Irishman running abroad. Team singlets will go to the first three team members who will be my pacers. You put the call out, Sonia, for February 26th, my attempt at breaking 20. That's right. We're less than three weeks away from my attempt to do it. Sonia put the call out and we got three 
great runners Paul Brennan, James Carty and Peter Clark will make that Kipchoge flying V formation in front of me to break the wind. And uh, I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's going to look like. <laughs> I guess that's how this is going to work. <laughs> the, the, you're going with the V formation yes. right? or the arrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Shoving people out of the way. Uh, and you can join us too. We really want as many Irishmen abroad listeners down there. February 26th at Lee Velo Olympic or Lee Valley Olympic Velo Park in London. I'll bring as much Irish Man Abroad merch as I can. Uh, Dole it out. We'll celebrate this day. I'm fairly confident that it can be done despite the bump in the road that I had this week. More of that later. But just go to Run Through Events. You want to go to Run Through is the uh, people that are running this event. Uh, they run all kinds of 10K, half marathon and 5K events all across the UK. But you can register there. There's plenty of places. We'll have a bit of crack. And a massive thanks to the three boys, Paul Brennan, James Carty and Peter Clark, who will be the first three people to get the Irishman running abroad singlets. You had a look at the singlets, Sonia. They look pretty cool. They look really cool. And it's really impressive that the Irishman running abroad sing- has managed to get some singlets out before <laughs> the Union Athletic Club. <laughs> We've been waiting for ours for months. Really? You- and <laughs> we have nothing. Appar- apparently, there's some prototypes coming of, you know, just kind of stuff to wear over the top for our track meet this coming weekend in um, Spokane, Washington. It's um, at a brand new indoor track uh, called the Podium. And so we're heading up there this weekend and hopefully we might have a little bit of gear, but it'll be really exclusive stuff because it will be the not for sale items. So we'll be saving them to sign and, you know, auction off at a later date. Well, um, Ronan Wogan is the man we have to thank for that. Ronan Wogan got into action and got these designed. He's even put together a little snood. So there will later on be the singlet and snood combo available for you to buy. But like I say, that that link to buy the first batch is only available to our supporters over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. You're going to love them. So let's get to it. I think before we go around the parishes, we should just go straight to the live line because we have the man himself, the coach and two hour, 38 minute marathoner Trevor Cummins, better known to our regular listeners as Train With Trevor. He is readying for the Seville Marathon in less than two weeks. He's also providing running and strength coaching to loads of runners of all different abilities. And he's preparing athletes for spring and autumn marathons. Who better to have on the live line this week than Trevor Cummins? Talk to Jar on 1850 715 815. Trevor Cummins, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. I've given you the big intro and everything before we picked up the phone, Trev. How are you feeling two weeks out from Seville? Yeah, very good, Gerald. Nice to be on with yourself and Sonia again. Two weeks to go. Uh, looking forward to uh, to hitting Seville, yeah, and uh, looking forward to taking on the marathon again. Very much so. Now, it's it's been quite a while since we had you on. I think the last time we talked to you, you obviously had come through probably the most difficult race of your life in Berlin. How does that get into you now this might be the worst place to start our marathon questions because there's no doubt there's people who are listening now who have tried a marathon and had a very rude awakening you've had a similar rude awakening on a different level but how have you what would your advice be to people in that situation who maybe have a little bit of anxiety 
going for it again. Yeah, so I think that's normal for starters, Jared. The uh, the distance tends to be uh, one that can they can you know have us all erring on the side of caution in terms of our ambition. But I suppose the success in the marathon is like most things it comes down to planning and and breaking the the journey down into small bits. I think mm. and make it, you're giving yourself plenty enough time in the build up to uh, to prepare yourself properly. You know. You're a very calm uh, man. You always sound very calm when we talk to you. Sonia, is he always like this? Because mm-hmm. I re- the answer I wanted there was my head's a mess jar. <laughs> I, I still have the mem- bitter memories of Berlin in there. <laughs> um, you, you're very, very zen. Is he always like this? Um, yeah, I think Trevor is very, you say, like everything's very planned out and kind of, um, yeah, there's a meticulous. plan. Meticulous. Meticulous, stick to the plan. And I think when people, because that's the thing with people, if you're getting ready for a race, you can get a bit excited and energized by things and you just want to get out there and really go after it. Hmm. And uh, I think Trevor is there to pull the reins and then kind of get people to say, hang on a second now, if we're not going to train for this all in one week, we're going to spread it over time and get there slowly. Yeah, get there slowly as <laughs> it could have been the name of this podcast. We could have, I know that the, the Irishman abroad, I've joking this week, the Irishman abroad with the initials, the IRA, could have just been a provisional name <laughs> because uh, <laughs> the this podcast has <laughs> over time reiterated that point, Trevor, that slowly, slowly does it. So I'm very careful that when we're answering these questions that we are talking about the challenges for slower runners as well as faster runners, because those two things make this thing very, very different, have a completely different event in so many ways. The advice that you give to people must be so vast and so varying with the mixed ability of runner that you're you're preparing, Trev. So why don't we dip into the Strava questions that we received? You have both looked through them. Uh, will we go, Sonia, with the first one that you picked out and uh, both of your thoughts on that? There was one about someone was asking a question about when they're training for a marathon, do you leave behind all the speed work and 5K running? Yes. Focus on the, the longer Ke- slow running. Kieran Kelly asks this question. So I would say, no, I think you have to hold on to as much speed as you can because you don't want to throw it away altogether because the more... You can do a bit of speed work at least every week. And speed work sounds a bit extreme to some people, like that you're out there really running fast. Mm. But speed work is really just running faster than your marathon pace yes. in a session. Or it can be a fartlek session or it can be a, a very you know a regimented session of so many 400s or one kilometer repeats or, you know, whatever it is. You're just running at a pace faster than your predicted or your planned marathon pace for a small amount of time for you know three to five minutes maybe one minute and you're taking a break after each effort so you're breaking it down and you get better at doing that the more you do it and then by doing that you become more efficient at your actual marathon pace so I would say no you don't forget about the speed work when you're training for the marathon you include it as you know an important part of your weekly training. And Trev, that must apply across the board. Like, you know, people are tuning in, as I say again, with mixed mixed ranges and targets for this thing. Does that apply to the person who thinks, well, I'm trying to just get in 
around four hours. Should they also be thinking, well, I need to do one session a week where I'm going a little bit faster than I normally would? Yeah, I think so. Varying up the training is uh, is really important so that you're not running at the same pace all the time, regardless, even from the point of view of injury risk reduction. We know that if we stress the body in a couple of different ways, so going easy a lot of the time, but also going fast just a small amount of the time, that will just give the body a different stimulus. It will help it get stronger. And uh, in addition to what Sonia said there, I think like definitely backing up her idea of sticking with the speed work, but you can introduce it also in very small doses. So like doing maybe four or five strides after your easy running. So maybe just simply doing like a, a 15, 20 second effort. You're not going absolutely flat out, but you're going faster than your easy run. So maybe about 75, 80% of your max effort. You can start doing those on the flat, maybe progress to doing them on the on a bit of an incline. So again, you're you're just sort of microdosing the work in in a way that your body can handle it. You still get benefit from it, but you're not overdoing it either. See, I think that's going to be a surprise to a lot of people that even just, as you say there, four to five 20 second efforts can have an impact. You would think that if you're doing all those kilometers, that that would do sweet FA, but obviously it does it does tax the body in a different way and uh, will have an impact. I hope that has answered your question, Kieran. Uh, and like I say, if anybody has further questions they want to add on the group, we'll do our best to get to all of those. But that's that's what we'll cover there from the speed and varying the training aspect of this. Uh, Trevor, was there a question that stood out there to you? Because we've had so many great questions asked on there. Yeah, plenty of questions in, which is great. Uh, I think Damien Cawley uh, sent us a question via email. Yes. And he was just giving us a bit of background in regard to being a, a GA player, maybe now retired possibly, but concentrating on a marathon and looking to find out, I suppose, where he was going to put his efforts into the, uh, the long runs. So his concern was that when getting ready for Limerick in May, he was going to maybe not quite be able to replicate, I suppose, that marathon type intensity that you face on the day. Um, and that's a good question because I've encountered a lot with people who, I suppose, you know, they, they train at one pace all through their marathon preparation. And then all of a sudden they, they expect to be running, you know, considerably faster on the day. So we need to prepare, I suppose, for the, the pace you're going to travel at. So um, I looked at a couple of different ways that you could... I suppose build your long run. The traditional easy long run is one option, but maybe every second week then you could start introducing a little bit of quality into your long run. So you're almost making it like a workout within the long run. Um, you could start by doing maybe like 10, maybe progressing to 15, 20 minutes of what you expect to be your marathon pace and add that into the end of your long run. OK, um, so you're building not just the time on your feet and endurance, but you're also giving yourself a bit of exposure to the, the intensity you will face on the day and look at building that then over time where you're doing maybe four times two kilometers within your your long run of maybe 20, 25 kilometers. If that's where you're starting with your long runs and progress up. We were working last Sunday with one of the guys that I coach. He's preparing for Seville and 
his final long run was uh, last weekend, so I was able to help him out with that. He was doing 3K to, to warm up and then four times five kilometres at the marathon pace that he's planning to travel at with one kilometre recoveries and then cool down for 3K at the end. So it's a pretty pretty long workout, but yeah. obviously is that you start really experiencing what it feels like to travel at the pace you're going to, to operate at in the marathon. I mean, great answer. Sonia, is there anything you want to add there to Damien Cawley's question? It's a really good email, Damien. Thank you for getting that in. And I loved his reference to, you know, how do you prepare for the wall, which is something, Sonia, that you have said that <laughs> you, you, you haven't really experienced before. But you get this must be the most commonly asked question the two of you get. Yeah, I suppose if you could pack a rope ladder would probably help and you could <laughs> be ready to get over it when you get there. It's a bit like it was funny yesterday afternoon. I was um, I was dropping off a book over at the boys' house, and um, then I was also picking up a bit of. They weren't they weren't at home, so I then went to the, into the back garden to get some rosemary. And <laughs> you know, there's nothing like stealing some herbs from somebody else's <laughs> garden. The of it, yeah. <laughs> so one of the lads they told me they have a hammock in the garden, and I was saying I'd never been in a hammock before. And he was telling me how he, um, I said, how do you bring that? And he's, oh, you just pack it in your bag. So the hammock was hanging off the tree. So, you know, while there was nobody in the house, it was really like creeping around here. <laughs> I didn't get in the house. I was just in the garden. So I went and I got myself into the hammock and I was kind of worried, how am I going to get out of this thing now? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, it was the most comfortable thing ever. And oh, I yeah, was after, beat a hammock. I was so nice after being out for the run in the morning and I just, you just sometimes you just need a bit of a time out and you need a method of, you know, allowing yourself to do that. Mm. And just the, the difference of me getting into this hammock and just lying there and just thinking, oh, this is heaven here. I could stay here for a while. So bring a um, hammock on to the marathon is, is the tip of the week. <laughs> That's it. Pack whatever you need, just pack it or find a method of packing it. But no, seriously, I think what Trevor said, I would 100% agree with and I I did think about this yesterday as well, was that one of the key things that to, to include, you know, if you're limited for time is the long run is the most important. But if you can make your long run a bit more functional as the weeks go on and as you get closer to the marathon and you start thinking about what pace you realistically can get around in the marathon to actually practice a little bit of that in your mm. long run, generally towards the end of it. So you warm up and then you get going and then you could maybe ease out of it again. But yeah, very important to kind of check, you know, what, what you want to do and to make sure that you're capable of doing it on a normal day. And then, you know, you'll be ready for it when you uh, line up for, for the marathon. We have so many more questions to get through and so much more coming from the Irish Man Abroad podcast network this week, including this we are back. Honey, you're ruining our kid. The parenting podcast from the Irish Men Abroad Podcast Network with me, Charlotte Regan, and our resident child behaviour professional, Tina Regan. It's okay to parent your child. If your child's on the ground having a tantrum, pick them up like a rugby ball and keep going. Don't give it any attention, but don't let them have that power either. Sounds like he's feeling like the Joker in these moments. <laughs> that he just wants to burn the world down. What is manifesting maybe is an anxiety in this child about not really knowing what's expected of him. 
mum has explained she never tells her kids to stop crying when they're hurt as she thinks allowing them to let it out can help them develop emotionally we're just all in this together we're just all trying our best that's an exclusive new podcast for our supporters over on Patreon. It's the only way you can hear uh, Tina, our resident behavioural expert, 20 years of experience with kids with severe behavioural issues. There isn't a situation that Tina hasn't seen and we have the crack and we deal with your anonymously submitted questions. What would be, I know both of you are parents, so what would be the question that you wish you could have asked anonymously back in the day, Sonia, as to what you needed help with the most back then. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just kind of, I, I, I'm amazed at these questions that people ask, you know, because I just rolled with it, you know. I didn't mm. really get too stressed about stuff and you just deal with things as they came as along. As they go, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was... There was nothing overly, I, I don't know, you just kind of, I suppose it was all, it's a, when you first become a parent, it's all a learning experience as well. Yeah. And so I think sometimes you want to deal with it in your way. So by that, then you don't ask too many questions. You kind of just figure out a way of, of dealing with stuff. Yeah. And honestly, the show that uh, Tina has put together, and I have to say that she has been the leader on this one isn't coming from a finger wagging perspective of you're doing it wrong. That's not how you do it. Her whole mantra with this is we're all just trying to figure it out. But you clearly understood that early doors, that there isn't a right and a wrong way to parent these kids. There's only what works and this is working. So we'll keep going with that. There are many parallels, Trevor, though, with training for the marathon and parenting in that Everybody's dealing with their own specific situation. How hard is that as a marathon coach yourself to see what the person's working with, see the situation and try and tailor things for them so that they enjoy it as best they can? Yeah, absolutely, Jared. I think like everybody definitely comes with their own unique set of circumstances when they face the marathon. Um, I think it was interesting. I was looking at some of the comments that were left in the, uh, the the Strava group during the week. I think it was Neil who we've had contact with before, Neil Fusco. And he was talking about, I think he had become a dad mm. during the last months. He had had COVID and possibly an injury as well. And now he was preparing for a marathon. So there are a lot of, I suppose, um, big, big occasions, big moments in your life during that journey of preparation and I think sometimes there's maybe good grounds for us to to weigh up I suppose what's going on in our lives and then make a decision right maybe maybe this is just a marathon to go out and enjoy and just get around and not really put too much pressure on myself just get through the training and use it as a means of giving me a good focus um, but not expect you know like a personal best performance um, and there'll be other people who are getting a real clean run um, the last number of months or the, the next number of months, hopefully, if they're planning for the autumn, go really well. They're hitting all their targets in terms of races and prep, PBs, injury isn't something that they have to worry about. Maybe, you know, work stress is down a little bit. Um, and they're the people then that can realise those moments of opportunity that they have to push on. Mm. Um, so again, from, from, from a, an observation point of view, we have to be clever enough to realise when it's time to push and when it's time just to go out and 
run around and enjoy it, you know. Yeah, well, gr- that's brilliant advice, because like when I saw Neil Fusco's comment there, I was like, holy moly, he's eight weeks out from Manchester. Best of luck, uh, Neil, with that, because what a year. Injury, COVID, a new baby. And he goes, sure, what the hell? I'll throw a marathon in on top of it. You'd have to be thinking, yeah, this has got to be a fun reward for you to have a medal at the end of a year like that will be something else and an achievement, regardless of what time is on the clock when you cross the line. We have so many more questions to get to, as I said, over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. You can get the double size version of our episodes. Uh, come on over and hear the rest of my chat with Coach Trevor Cummins and the legend Sonia O'Sullivan. It's only a fiver a month, literally the price of a coffee. You can get access to every single episode of Irishman Abroad that we've ever recorded over the last eight years. Double size episodes with Sonia every week, Marion McKeown on a Friday and of course the brand new parenting podcast. Podcast. Honey, you're ruining our kid with Tina, our behavioural expert. Trevor, Sonia, thanks for the first half of the show and we'll see you over on the other side on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.